0: To maritime adcast the podcast dedicated to the farmers and the farm community of the maritimes we will discuss all things related to the livestock industry with local regional and national guests as well as keep you up to date with current markets and industry events
1: atlantic stockyards limited has been atlantic canada's major livestock market for over 60 years the stockyards attract buyers regionally as well as extending into central canada Livestock auctions occur every Thursday with cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, rabbits, and poultry all featured. Additional information, such as previous market reports, feeder sale dates, and vaccination forms can be found on AtlanticStockyards.com.
0: On today's episode of Maritime AgCast, we will be focusing on the Verified Beef Production Plus program for beef producers, and will be joined by Amy Higgins of the Maritime Beef Council, and Dean Manning, a local cow-calf producer. Amy is the Maritime Beef Council's industry coordinator. She raises purebred Angus on her family farm just outside of Quispam, CIS, New Brunswick, and also operates a veggie box program. She's president of both the New Brunswick and Maritime Angus Associations. And Dean Manning uh, operates the Manning family farm with his wife, Catherine, and two children, Kayleen and Andrew, Falmouth, Nova Scotia. The mixed farm operation consists of 80 head of beef, uh, cow-calf, along with Greenhouse and Market Garden Vegetables. Dean is on the Beef Cattle Research Council as the Maritime Representative and is currently Chair of the Maritime Beef Council. So welcome Dean and Amy.
2: Good morning, Brad.
0: Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us uh, as we as we take on the Maritime AgCast. So today we're here to talk about the Verified Beef Production Plus program. So, Amy, for those who aren't aware of the program, can you give us a bit of a high-level overview of what the program is and what its goals are? Uh, Sure.
1: Like you said, Verified Beef Production Plus, which is also known as VBP Plus, uh, is Canada's beef uh, on-farm food safety program. So it includes food safety, animal care, biosecurity, and environmental stewardship. So all of those things um, combined meet the expectations for sustainable beef so if you've seen in mcdonald's or at harvey's the certified sustainable logo then um, those are the types of things that will um, the vbp program can enter into those value chains it started just a little bit of background on the program it started as um, just vbp without the plus and then in 2016, the new modules, environmental and um, biosecurity, were added, and that added the plus. So instead of renaming it altogether, they just added the plus to indicate the the addition additional segments. It is producer developed known, so the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Um, has developed it and it's overseen by BCRC, the Beef Cattle Research Council. Overall, its focus is just to uphold consumer confidence in Canadian beef and how our Canadian and maritime producers raise their beef. So generally speaking, it's uh, just certification that we're doing all of the good things that we say that we're doing on on the
0: farm. So Dean, what what encouraged you or what made you and your family decide to be partners or to participate in the program?
2: So I, I think it kind of goes back even to when we had uh, a non farm market here um, at the farm dealing mostly with the vegetables. And we always had consumer like direct one on one consumer engagement. So people knew us and we knew them and what they wanted and what they expected. But I, I think um, and questions came from them, like "What are you doing on your farm?" and and they were really engaging to ask us, you know, um, how how we farm. So, so and I think as time went on, you kind of realized, well, they know what we're doing on the vegetable side, but on the livestock side, which was more not direct market, they they really didn't know, you know, what we were doing, even though we were doing best management practices in terms of animal health and welfare, housing and and animal health and those sorts of things so um so the program was there and we decided to look into it a little bit more and another part of that uh, program too was um, branded types of programs were taking off and and to be involved i think in the majority of those branded type programs you also have to have you know a a third-party tracking system so so it all kind of fit together and we were doing everything anyway. So it was just a matter of kind of condensing and making it a little more formal. So it was kind of an easy shift to actually uh, signing up and doing the Verified Beef Production Plus program.
0: So you, you referenced that uh, it's about data. So back to Amy, you know, what types of information uh, is the VBP Plus program collecting or, or are farmers required to keep track of under the program?
1: So one of the large parts of the program is just keeping records on um, even animal health is a is a large portion uh, of that. And a lot of folks are keeping some sort of record on if they treat calves or, um, or cows or once they run their calves through to be processed. Uh, and from a cow-calf perspective, sometimes we, and I'm a cow-calf producer myself, so sometimes we don't appreciate that. That information on the chain can, can be useful because if if I sell an animal to even a pure, purebred stock and that animal, um, something happens to it on, on the way and that, that new producer needs to know if I treated something that might still be in its system. So a few of the just the easy things are the date that you treated the animal, which animals were treated, what you treated them with, where you treated them, like subcutaneous in the neck. Um, or intramuscular or whatever that, that case may be um, what the dosage was and what the re- withdrawal time is. So 80% of P pe- I would, and this is just me ballparking, but I would say a lot of producers are writing down that information some way, shape yeah. or form anyway. Some of the bits that get missed once it comes to an audit is just the withdrawal time. And um, uh, from a cow, calf perspective anyways, just withdrawal time and some of the dosage stuff because A lot of the things that we dose with are like vaccinations. It's two cc's every year for the last 30 years. So it's uh, something that we don't necessarily write down specifically, but that we know in our in our heads. So the program just sort of requires we write it down and it doesn't have to be in a computer or anything. It just as long as you have your own record keeping system uh, and you can verify the information that's that's going into that system and out of that system, then there's no requirement in terms of thou shalt do it. A particular a particular way as long as you can um bring the bring the information out that needs to be brought out
0: in upcoming events the nova scotia cattle producers and sheep producers association of nova scotia have been posting virtual farm tours visit nscattle.ca and nsSheep.ca and their social media channels to view these monthly releases the pork nova scotia virtual annual meeting is happening on april 15th beginning at 7 30 p.m Please contact info at porknovascotia.ca or call the office at 902-893-7455 to register. The Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture is presenting a public trust strategy lunch on April 21st at 10 a.m. via Zoom. If interested, RSVP to Jeanette at 902-893-2293 or jmcdonald at nsfa-fane.ca. Upcoming feeder sale dates at Atlantic Stockyards are April 27th. There will also be a spring equipment sale on April 17th. And at the May 15th breeding stock sale, the Nova Scotia cattle producers and dairy farmers of Nova Scotia have teamed up to celebrate cattle producers in the province, delivering a cattle appreciation day. Visit the stockyards and enjoy a free hamburger and ice cream bar as part of our appreciation to you, our cattle producers. The AgriStability enrollment deadline has been extended to June 30th, 2020. Additional information can be found at www.agr.gc.ca. Also, as it is spring, please continually check the Nova Scotia programming website for available programs at novascotia.ca forward slash programs. So, for Dean, how big of a, a management or administrative change was it for you folks to track that information in a way that met the program requirements?
2: Uh, it wasn't too difficult. Um, I, as Amy said, I you know we we keep that information anyway. The biggest uh, change was um, there's there's a couple of steps here. Um, I would write things down on a piece of paper, the back of a cardboard, where your CCIA comes in, and then I'd stuff them all in a file and. I had it chronologically we put the date on so we had it there but they're all pieces so so we basically move that to um more of a a system where you know we we have a binder that the information is recorded in we we have two systems kind of we have a what's called the barnberg book it's just kind of a journal and um we just every time we go to the barn to do do something, whether it's vaccinations or whatever, it's written in the book with what it's treated with, the cow number, CCIA number, like everything's record handwritten, and then uh, we'll we'll put it uh, to transfer that just for a duplicate to our binder. That's that's kind of just laid laid out, maybe labeled a little better and chronologically as well. We're also trying to incorporate that uh, written data into. Um, Computerized so that it's a little more, um, I guess, usable if when you're trying to do some management techniques. So, so not difficult, but um, it's just one of the things you have to do, and doesn't really take any extra time.
0: So you say you use it for some management techniques. So, what would you be using uh, your VBP plus data for, uh, and what management decisions does it help you make over the the course of a year or production period? So.
2: Yeah, there's a couple things there. One is, like I say, I'd kind of like to try to um, start a little bit, to, to, to do a little bit more with the the value chain and the branded products. So what it does is it it enables us to, you know, specifically if someone asks two years down the road, you know, cow or calf 22A will say, for example, um, something showed up in it or it it really good or everything can, So we can look back on the genetics, we can look back on uh, any treatments or a vaccination program or those sorts of things to kind of see how that works. The other thing I've noticed too is a little bit of data. It takes a while to build data, but the little bit of data that you have in, even on simple things such as uh, weaning weights or calf weight to cow weight, you know, uh, weaning percentage, those sorts of things, you kind of do a simple index. So over a period of time, if that, cow ranks 50 all the time well for keeping replacement heifers or those sorts of things you can kind of start skimming the top of the herd for your better genetics for for different things for different traits
0: so both of you have referenced that vbp is the foundation for other premium brand whether it's on your own farm or or through some other processors uh, do either one of you care to expand on what some of those uh, brands are, and and how producers can participate, and and how VBP Plus helps them participate in those programs?
2: So if I can start on a couple, and then Amy can follow up. But for sure, there's uh, there's some uh, branded Angus programs out there. The uh, Myers, I believe it is, that's um, you know looking for a specific Angus traded cattle. Atlantic Beef Products has a couple of brands. As well, just on the short, on the um, maritime connection, and then uh, if Amy wants to comment, maybe on the with with Guelph and how some of that is uh, tr- tracking this way for uh, for some branded programs as well.
1: Atlantic Beef Products, like D- Dean said, uh, has been very supportive of the Verified Beef Production Plus program and has provided premiums to the to those producers who are certified that are shipping direct uh, into that plant. It was uh, just announced in the Manitoba cooperator uh, that Cargill Guelph was able to get through their certified the certified sustainable audit process, and their manager of of beef sales says that it may not be too much longer before they are able to offer the same type of program that was first piloted in Western Canada through the High River location. So that's um, that may bode well uh, for anybody who is shipping animals a little further um, further west into Quebec and Ontario if those animals may find their way into a sustainable value chain that um, may be direct direct dollars into your into the pocket to help, you know, pay for a little bit of that time and, and record keeping and, and whatnot. So those are a couple things that do have direct Im- impact. Uh, the more intangible is just some of the things, whether you're or not you're certified, keeping some of these records on farm just goes to that pull public trust of of what the consumers um, sort of sort of demand. And this is a voluntary program. I guess I didn't mention that uh, right off the bat. It is voluntary, and so it's it's up to up to each each individual to to get their due diligence down.
0: Here's the market report for the weekend at April 10th, 2021, brought to you by Atlantic Stockyards Limited, which has been Atlantic Canada's primary auction market for more than 60 years. In the local hog market, base price in Nova Scotia was $2.34 per kilogram, up 9.9 9 cents from last week. In Ontario, base price was up 9.8 cents from last week to $2.25 per kilogram. In the Quebec market, base price was $2.27 per kilogram, up 7.5 cents from last week. On the cattle side, fed cattle at Atlantic Beef Products was $2.33 on the rail, no change from the prior week. In Ontario, live steer sold for $1.41, up $0.04 cents from last week. And in Quebec, rail price was $2.39, up $0.01 cent from last week. Cattle Atlantic Stockyard sold for $0.96, cents, an upward change of $0.12 cents from last week, while rail price at Atlantic Beef Products was $1.44, no change from the prior week. Calls in Ontario averaged $0.70, no change from the prior week, and $0.69 in Quebec, moving up $0.02. Good Bob calves between 9 and £120 at Atlantic Stockyard sold for $155, down $40, while calves in Ontario were down $0.05 to a price of $1.75 per pound. Calves in Quebec were $1.69, a drop of $0.12 per pound. Base price for lambs at Northumberland Brookside Abattoir is $14 per kilogram for old crop and $14.20 for new crop lambs, and mutton sits at $6 per kilogram. In Ontario, 50 to 64 pound lambs averaged $4.59 per pound at 57 pounds, ranging from 402 to 507.5. Also in Ontario, 65 to 79 pound lambs averaged $4.22 per pound at 71 pounds. Ranging from 225 to 485. Atlantic Stockyards sold 80 to 94 pound lambs, averaging 92 pounds at $3.53. Use at Atlantic Stockyards ranged from $125 to $175, averaging 150 And in Ontario, Use averaged $1.75 at $155 pounds and ranged from $1 to $285. Make sure you check the association websites for additional pricing information. So how does a producer get involved in the VBP Plus program?
1: So it's actually quite, uh, quite easy. There's basically three steps. We want to break it down very simply. Um, One is to do the training. We have offered training almost annually or maybe one or two times a year for the last uh, number of years uh, through the Maritime Beef Council and through each of the Nova Scotia PEI and New Brunswick Cattle Producer um, organizations. And there is an online version as well that uh, does cost a little bit of dollars, but uh, we we provide those those in person trainings for free. Um, and I know that there are certain trainers: Amanda Miller in Prince Edward Island, Kara out of the Nova Scotia Cattle Producers Office, and my, and myself could provide the training um, via a webinar or or something like that. We may have some of that being offered uh, come the fall. So the first step is getting trained. Once somebody in your farming organization is trained, then you have to keep records for six months for a cow calf operation, three months for a uh, feedlot operation. And that just has to do the difference in timing just has to do with the the mass and the quantity of cattle that are going through. So if you haven't been record keeping before, then you've got to sort of say, okay, today I'm going to start and I'm going to keep all of my records according to the VVP standard. And maybe once you've gone through the training, if you already do have those six months of training, then you could schedule your audit right away, so you wouldn't need to wait. Um, and then it's a matter of uh, scheduling your audit and uh, going through that process, and then you'd be good to go. And then the on-farm auditor comes out for a morning, afternoon type of thing. It's no, it's no longer than a than a one-day affair. And as long as you've got all of your records and um, all of the paperwork sort of organized and ready to be looked at, it doesn't take very much time to go through the to go through the process. So and then once that's done, you either pass when you pass the audit, then you get uh, your certified um, VVP status.
0: So, Dean, can you talk a little bit about what it's like to go through that pre-audit and audit process?
2: Yes. So when we first I guess we had our six months of of a record, so we we uh, signed up for an audit. So the auditor came to our place. We sat down, and I. It's been uh, took some time to go through um, to through the manual. There was a lot of a lot of questions on uh, on you know your procedures, your operating procedures on the farm and the operation, or your and with your livestock, your handling facilities, um, different things, um, anything to do with the management of the cattle. And then when we had the uh, sort of like the sit down on it with the question and answer session, we did a farm tour, we looked at the facilities, looked at our handling system, our transportation system, um, our wintering sites, uh, burns, anything that dealt with the management of the the cattle. So so fairly straightforward, uh, but it does take a little a little bit of time and you have to allow some time for it but uh, at the end of the day when uh, the audit was completed uh evaluation was done whether whether we would you know pass um the audit process and uh, and then then from there there's uh, different levels some are self-audit some are just um for like every year you uh, need to provide some some information, and then I believe, and Amy can correct me, but there's a certain period of time. Then you do the full audit again. So there's some self-declaration, as well as the full audits, and then record keeping as well.
0: So if you could encourage producers to participate, what advice would you give them, and and why should they participate in the VVP Plus program?
2: So from a from a producer standpoint, I would say first thing to do is get your get your uh, information all together, so that. Start recording, you know, if you plan to do VBP, start recording your data and it doesn't have to be complicated, it could be handwritten and that sort of thing. The other thing is, is there's been some, um, you know, animal uh, health and uh, livestock um, handling training. Um, Get that training and, and you've got a lot of things already in place. There's some really good information off of the VBP Plus website that you can kind of get some general resources and, and uh, skim through the the manual that's on there and get a, get a good idea. So if you have that in place as a producer, that makes the audit go so much easier because the, the questions and answers um, are are just, they, they just flow quite naturally.
0: Amy, if producers are looking for more information on how to participate in VBP, how do they go about doing that?
1: Uh, well the VBP website is called is www.verifiedbeef.ca or you could email um, myself at nb@verifiedbeef.ca at uh, or contact any one of your um, provincial coordinators uh that, that can be found on that on that website but like dean mentioned there's lots of resources uh, resources there uh, the national VBP team has been Doing uh, webinars uh, every couple of months, just on general, general knowledge things too. So keep an ear open for the, for those things because they're uh, they're good for all producers, not just the VBP Plus certified producers. Yeah, if you've got any questions, feel free
0: to reach out. I'd like to thank both Amy and Dean for taking time out of their schedule today to talk to us, and look forward to potentially talking to you in the future about other topics.
2: Thank you, Brad.
1: Thanks, Brad. Don't want to miss any future episodes. Subscribe to a Maritime AgCast today
0: through Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your other favorite podcast platform. This concludes another episode of Maritime AgCast. We would like to thank our producer, the Agri-Commodity Management Association, Director Ashley, as well as Matt Whitehour and Micah Dahl-Anderson of ArchesAudio.com for providing the music you heard during this episode. Until next time, happy farming and keep feeding the Maritimes.